Welcome to the Faster Fluency Conversation Club podcast from Speak English with Christina. Each week, my expert teachers and I discuss a new exciting topic to give you real-world vocabulary and help you better understand real-world conversations in English. To get the transcript, vocabulary resources, and become a member of the Faster Fluency Conversation Club, go to christinarubafe.com slash join Faster Fluency Conversation Club. Now, let's get into our topic for today. Hello, everybody. This is Christina from Speak English with Christina. And today we're here for a special coronavirus version of uh, the Faster Fluency Conversation Club podcast. I am here with Matthew, who is based in Vietnam. Matthew, how's it going? Pretty good, all things considered. Thank you. Yeah, right. I, of course, am in France. And Christina, you are from Virginia in the U.S. originally, but right now you're in Nicaragua. Is that right? Yep, that's okay. right. So how's this everything going with you? Well, it's fine. This began as a, a vacation and I've, it ex- oh, right. got extended. <laughs> right. Do you have any idea when you're going to be able to go back to the U.S.? Well, it's not that travel is banned or anything, uh-huh. but actually there's been no cases reported here. So mm. I figured I was probably a bit safer here than there. That's a good point because from what I've heard on the news, just looking at the numbers of all the different countries, it seems like the U.S., they're having a lot of problems with testing. And so the numbers that are coming out of the U.S. are probably actually a lot lower. I mean, a lot higher, sorry, than what's actually being reported. So yeah, you're probably actually safer staying in Nicaragua than going back to the U.S. right now. Yeah, the situation is very, very different here than it is in Virginia. I mean, obviously, everyone is still affected. but Yeah, right. Matthew, what about in Vietnam? How are things, like what's happening over there? Yeah, and I would say also here, I feel very safe. Um, hmm. The government has really handled this extremely well, in yeah. my opinion. They had their first case here like January 23rd, right around, hmm. they have like a Lunar New Year here. That was the first case. And so kids were off from school and then they were scheduled to go back, you know, the first week of February. Yeah, at that point, like February 1st, they um, stopped all flights to and from China. And then schools were closed immediately, indefinitely with like... I guess like a March kind of date to go mm-hmm. back. So I think they still aren't back. And so in the beginning, um, there were 16 cases and then everybody got better. And so for like two weeks, there weren't any new cases, two or three weeks, there weren't any mm. new cases. And then I think a flight from the UK had come and there were people on the flight who were that had the virus yeah. there. And so it started over again, but um, they've been oh. very proactive. Like when the situation unfolded in Japan and South Korea, same deal, flights were basically all canceled except for like, I don't know, I think they did small flights and then also to like smaller airports. Mm -hmm. Yeah, even now, you know, there's 100 million people here. We border China. Right. And I think there's still only 66 cases to date. Oh, wow. And there have been uh, zero deaths reported. So it's quite spectacular how it's been handled here. I I think it's a model for countries to follow Mm. Yeah, I think what I've seen is, you know, they've looked at like what South Korea has done. And it just seems like some of the the Asian countries over there, they've been a lot quicker to respond, I think, than like Mm -hmm. the US, for example, Christine, I don't know if you've got news from back home or what people are saying about just how they're handling everything in the US. Yeah, it's funny. So 
Definitely. I think that I don't know. There's always debate around the president. So mm. there's been comments made and so forth. So that, right, that political end of it, I don't really worry too much about yeah, it. Um, yeah. The reality of the situation is that in the States, it began in Washington State. There yeah, was- my sister is like, she lives in Seattle. Yeah. I think she actually might have coronavirus. She has the symptoms. Oh, no. I, well, I mean, so- she's like, no, I'm feeling better and it's getting better and we're self-isolating and everything but yeah she's like yeah she's self-quarantining but I think like the symptoms she described she's like I think I might have it she's like but at the same time we have we're like Seattle is a like a giant cluster you know like with New York Mm -hmm. City and she's like and nobody's doing anything about it like people are going Mm -hmm. out and things are open and she's like I'm not surprised but yeah yeah. Right. yeah, I think a lot, of, a lot of the cases came from a nursing home just because it seems to kind of attack the elderly. Their, their immune systems are a lot lower. Right. And um, they generally have already some yeah. other health, health problem. Is, some, some other health issue going on. In Virginia, I'm taking a look at the statistics. Mm-hmm. I've been checking that one site, ncov2019.live. It's a really good site. Anyway, it's keeping um, a live count of everything in it. So far, mm. so it says Virginia has 67 cases two deceased in my mom's town my mom lives in yorktown virginia and she said there's already been a case reported oh right oh right yeah so it's yeah kind of getting closer to home but there uh, which is weird because there's a lot more cases in washington state but everybody's going out and things are proceeding more normally in virginia everybody is freaking out (laughs) Mm, um my mom said all of the stores are completely out of hand sanitizer toilet tissue liquid alcohol all of that they ran out like last week i think that's the thing in the u.s is there's no like cohesive plan it's kind of left up to each state and each area to decide like you know san francisco is in complete lockdown and then Mm. you know are partying in florida on the beach right yeah yeah (laughs) Right. Yeah, my sister it's sent me that good. photo. I was like, mm. really bizarre. <laughs> yeah, no, I, yeah, I think you're right, Matthew. It seems to be, and I think it's just because the U.S. is a very decentralized country. Yes. You decide what's best for your area, whereas, like, compared to France, for example, which is where I'm based and which is a very centralized country. Like, just an example, it was like Saturday night. So let's see, it was March 14th. I think it was. Yeah, March 14th. The prime minister, I think it was like on TV, like at eight o'clock, he announced to the entire country, he's like, as of midnight tonight, we're closing down all the bars, all the restaurants, all the cinemas, everything. And so like mm-hmm. the people, they didn't know this. And so like all the restaurants and everything, they were like, oh crap, we have to close in four hours and like for right. until further notice, basically. Uh-huh. And so it was like a national decision. It's like, this is what's going to happen. That's the end of it. And so like nationwide, everything shut down, like literally over. Overnight. And it's the same thing. Like we're in Italy, they're in confinement. Spain, I think they're in confinement as well. And now France as well. And that was a decision that was announced Monday night by the president. There was like record numbers watching his speech. And he basically said, as of midday tomorrow, if you want to leave your house, you have to print out or write if you don't have a printer. This very specific document that attests that you're leaving your house to get groceries, to go to the doctor. You can do a bit of sports outdoors around your neighborhood. But there's like five very specific reasons that you can be out for, but you've got to have this document with you. It's so like, it's like a dystopian future that's happening. Like, yeah, right it's very strange. Yeah. yeah. No, it's like you go outside and so self-certification. 
Yeah, self-certificate. And, and they're kind of trusting. And I think this is kind of neat about the French government is you can do this thing, which is like an honor attestation, where it's basically like I certify on my honor that I don't have any symptoms and that I'm okay to go out and go buy groceries or something like that. But when you go out and do that and you just kind of like stop and look around, you're like, oh, it's like in one of those movies where Will Smith wakes up and yeah. everything is totally empty and then the zombies come out. So it, it is kind of surreal. It's different. And it's funny because uh, here in Nicaragua, it's very, very different. So, you know, you've got my family back home in Virginia. Right. Everybody's panicking. Their stores are running out of things and whatever. Yeah. Then down here in Nicaragua, people are partying. I'm staying with a friend and she's right. just a few doors down from a nightclub mm. and it's down on the other end of the street and people are going to their nightclub and they're having a great time and whatever anyway but so the way that Nicaragua responded to it was interesting that's yeah. all I can say is interesting it's anyway interesting <laughs> yeah yeah and I think it's I don't want to be like negative but as soon as they start having so it's going to be like in France and in Spain and like it, there's this kind of wave I think that's moving yes. west uh, and when it's going to start yeah until it yeah. hits there they're just like yeah it's you know, we got five yeah. cases, nothing to worry about. And then overnight, it's like, you know, we got 500 oh. cases. Right. Yeah. Where I think like looking looking at like um, the Asian, Asian countries have dealt with a lot of these SARS and mm. uh, other viruses. So I think like there's also that level here where, where people have been kind of through the ringer before. And so governments are more adept uh, to handle it um, right. in a more cohesive manner, where I think a lot of Western countries, this is kind of you know, completely new. Yeah. Um, of course, there were like there was like H1N1 before, and then but I think those situations, things obviously got under control before it had spread to be like kind of this level. And obviously, they're different viruses, but mm. yeah, it is interesting to see how things are unfolding around the world, around the world, and just like different ways of handling. But I think it's neat to see how it seems to be bringing people together because I think it's like I mean, mm -hmm. it's maybe the first time like I don't even know when the last time this would have been that there's something that is like truly every country almost in the right. world is like right. living through this. And so it seems to be like with one of my friends this morning, we were talking by chat message and she was like, no, we really have to be uh, careful about like reaching out to other people and to check on our friends and just make sure we're all doing okay. If there's a positive thing, it's that people seem to be more open now to like, let me reach out to people and let me check it's, in with people. Yeah, it's a good time to focus on family, friends. Um, loved ones and, and reach yeah. out and, and and just to connect maybe you know we live in a, such a crazy world and fast moving world it's hard yeah. to sometimes stay in touch as much Low as you down. Like. And, right yeah. yeah and also like uh, to look at things in a positive light it's like obviously the world was ill prepared for this and mm. so you know moving forward you know hopefully things change and people have different priorities on, yeah. on what's important in life and, and how we can all work together as a planet one, one big global society so we'll see but that's my hope yeah yeah no it's yeah very good very good i think that's a good conclusion matthew so i think we can go ahead and end there but yeah i just want to say thank you guys for coming together at the very last minute to do this podcast we thought it would be a an interesting conversation for you guys in the fluency club to you know just hear what we had to say about it from our different places in the world and also to get maybe some vocabulary to talk about all of this all right you guys thanks a lot take care be safe and we'll see you guys in the fluency club see you thanks bye 
Thanks for listening to the Faster Fluency Conversation Club podcast. And remember, if you want the transcript of this conversation, vocabulary resources, and to become confident and fluent faster by actually speaking in English about these topics, go to christinarobafay.com slash join Faster Fluency Conversation Club and join the club. Thanks for learning with Speak English with Christina, and we'll see you next time.